At any rate, there was not a single stray banknote anywhere in the box. I almost failed to notice an additional pocket in the lid. I only saw it as I went to close the box. Slipping my hand into the pocket, I touched something weighty, and my heart lifted for a second at the prospect of discovering an item of worth. But when I eased the object out of its niche... I saw it was only a dossier in the form of an oilskin pouch. It contained reports, according to an inscription in a cartouche pasted to the front of the pouch. I upended it in the vain hope that something valuable might fall into my lap, but there seemed to be nothing within but papers. Yet, as I turned the pouch right way up again and fixed my gaze on the stamp in the bottom right-hand corner of the cartouche, A ripple of interest ran through me. The stamp showed a crest of two lions holding a regal crown above the initials E.I.C., the East India Company. I am captivated by any mention of India. I read everything I can of its history and customs, and it especially frustrates me that Nash has had so little to say about the time he spent there, Oh, he has sketched a few scenes for me of life in Calcutta. Nash at his law firm, Nash dining on incendiary curries, Nash going about in a fringed palaquin, but he insists that Bengal is a tiresome place. I cannot imagine how, I would say. And it bores him to bring it up. In his view, there is nowhere in the world that can ever be an adequate substitute for London. I pulled the papers from the pouch and rifled through them, still in the hope that I might discover a banknote within. I was disappointed in that regard, but my curiosity was roused by the documents. I wondered if they might throw light on the work that my husband had undertaken in Calcutta. I do rather wish that he would return to practice law. We cannot go on pretending that the assignments he accepts at present are worthy of his talents. There were two reports. They were both addressed to Major General the Honourable Sir John Lambert at the Dinapore Cantonment, Patna, and they were marked Confidential, to be sent to the District Magistrate Patna. The author of the reports was an A.J. Martinson, M.D., former surgeon, 37th Infantry, Bengal Artillery and Engineers, currently Naturalist, Bankipore Research Station. I assumed that these documents were germane to cases that had retained Nash's services, perhaps, in Bengal. In any case, the titles were sufficiently dramatic that I at once felt an inclination to read them. A Case of Human Poisoning and A Case of Collective Poisoning. Each of them by agents unknown. I brought the documents into the light by the window next to the plant theatre. As I was about to sit in the easy chair, I saw a damaged leaf tip on one of the American wound words and I pinched it off. People do not think them a very attractive plant, but they are dependable and hardy and do not mind our winter darkness, and just when summer flowers have gone over to their deaths, the woundwort blossoms into a cloud of golden yellow. The bloodroots, on the other hand, were already in bloom, 
the flowers a virgin white, although I noticed that their fleshy palmet leaves were already beginning to seness. The pathos of these spring ephemerals always touches me so. As I took up the human poisoning report, my attention was caught at once by an asterisk in the second line of the introduction. On the 11th of February, 1772, the author of this report was asked by the Defence Research Committee, asterisk, of the Bengal Army, to attend a medical trial at the hospital in the Dinapore Cantonment. The asterisk referred me to a footnote. I am instinctively drawn to notes and parenthesis and marginalia. I always think that such annotation goes beyond the merely bibliographic. It strikes me more as a recess off the great room of information where the author may take the reader into confidence and direct.